Welcome, everyone. Thank you for being here. Thank for you for being faithful and being here. If you have tithes and offerings tonight, you can drop them in the tithe boxes on your way out tonight. I want to remind you this coming Sunday night, we will have our church council elections. If you're a member, you'll be eligible to vote this Sunday night. Uh, hope that you're here. And uh, tonight we're going to have a devotion and we'll have a time of prayer and we're going to give God praise. Amen. Would you please welcome Mike Burton. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Amen. Are you glad to be here tonight? Amen. I'm, I'm glad to be in the house of the Lord this evening too. God is so good. Amen. And, and uh, I love him and I thank the Lord for his mercy and his grace and everything that he does for us. I'm going to tell you a couple funnies. Uh, well, they're really, uh, I told one to my daughter and she looked at me and said, really, Dad? So you'll probably say, really, Mike? Uh, <laughs> yeah, thanks, Emmett. My television remote just suddenly stopped working the other day. I guess I have must really push its buttons. <laughs> okay. This goes out to the ones, the one that invented the zero. Thanks for nothing. <laughs> why, did, why did the scarecrow get promoted? Because he was outstanding in the field. That was even better, wasn't it? <laughs> All right. Well, it's good to be in the house of the Lord. I, I've got a video that we're going to show here in a minute, but I want to speak first. Um, I, I've, I've had a, a thought in my head forever, and uh, uh, I ran across this video. Some of you might have uh, heard it before. If you do, well, I can promise you that you'll enjoy it again. Uh, it's only about eight minutes long, so between me speaking and playing the video, I realized that I got to watch the time and be very uh, uh, careful with that. So, because I know tonight, Wednesday nights are prayer meeting, amen, it's a, it's a time that we get with God and, and a time that we get to uh, just uh, allow God to speak to us and we begin to speak to God and, and allow the spirit of God to have his way. I, I love these prayer meetings, don't you? Amen, it's a time that we come corporately together just believing God to do miracles after miracles. And I'm telling you, we live in a day and age where we need some miracles. Amen, amen. If you, if you got your Bibles, I'll just read a quick scripture to you, Brother Steve, put it up there on the uh, uh, thing. If we don't, we'll just read it anyways, another one to you. But I wanna talk about something. Listen to the voice. He that hath an ear, let him hear, let him, excuse me, he that hath an ear to hear, let him hear. You know, one of the most important things in life today is what we're listening to. And we live in a season and a day and a time and a generation and a decade and a new, well, century 21, uh, uh, we're living in a time where there are many voices, probably more voices today than ever before in the land that we're living in. Used to be that in the southern times when you lived in the country, uh, I remember my grandmother, we used to go down to the country in Kewlin, Missouri, and I'd go to her house, and uh, uh, the only thing that they, at night, they didn't have air conditioner like we do today. They had all the windows open, and they had the front door left open and the back door left open, and the only thing that they had then was a, a screen, and that was just to kind of keep the bugs out. 
And life was simple back then. A lot of things was just so tranquility. It was just so nice and quiet. And you can get by the riverbank and just enjoy yourself and just go fish and do whatever. And, uh, and if you lived in Papa Bluff, I always said, because I was a city boy, that they rode the, the, rode the city up at 8 o'clock every night. Times was different. But now tonight, we live in a time when there's things that's happening all around us. There used to be a, uh, I'll probably go back a little bit older than some of you folks, but I remember used to stay up late at night in St. Louis. Me and my sisters would stay up late and we'd fall asleep about 10 or 11 o'clock and about midnight I'd wake up and there would be nothing but fuzz on the television because they didn't have 24-hour day service of television. So things was simpler, things was more uh, calm and quiet, but I think there's a lot of voices today. The Bible said the sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Hebrews 2 and 1 says we must be careful and pay much attention therefore to what we have heard so that we do not drift away. In other words, we must pay the utmost carefulness of attention therefore to what we do so we may not drift away. There's too many voices, but there's only one voice that counts. There's only one voice that counts today. I listen to my wife, and, and uh, if I come in the house, she'll say, who is it? And I'll say, it's me. She knows my voice. If somebody else comes to my house with a different uh, a tone, then it would alert me and make me jump up out of bed or wherever I was at just to find out what that voice was or who was that voice. <sighs> when you fly a plane and you're up in the air, and I don't know if you've ever been in a plane, most of you probably have, uh, but I've been in a, a plane or two in my time and I've been in one to where one landed out in the middle of Beanfield and it crashed. And I've been in one where you would take off and you would be at a thousand feet up in the air. Then all of a sudden you would hear the control tower tell you you're able to go to 5,000 feet now. And all of a sudden that, air, that, that pilot would take that plane and you'd just start drifting up toward the heavens a little bit more. He'd get up to about 5,000 feet and all of a sudden he'd level out. About five minutes later, that, that, that pilot would say, listen, or that uh, airline, uh, that, that, that control tower would say, listen, you're able to go to 10,000 now. So he'd go up another 5,000 feet and he would level out and his course would stay there for a long time until that control tower told, told him to what was going on. And, and, and the only way that that, that, that that man could fly that plane because there was somebody somewhere up in the control tower that was monitoring everything around him and that man watching everything where that man was at. Only voice that he could ever listen to was that voice of that control tower. If he listened to another voice, he's gonna crash and burn. And can I tell you tonight, church, if we don't listen to that one voice, I'm talking about that name that's above every name. If we, we, we got a lot of voices in our head. Some says do this, some says do that. But if we don't listen to that voice that counts, we're gonna crash and burn. We're gonna crash and burn. Air traffic control guy knows what's going on. He can see everything, but we can't see it. Can I tell you, God knows everything that's going on in our lives tonight. He knows where you're at. 
He knows what playing field you're on. He knows what you're able to take. He knows what you're able to put up with. He knows what you're able to go through. He's our controller. He controls our life. The, steps of, uh, the Bible said the steps of a good man is ordered by God. The Bible said the word of God is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. He leads, guides, and directs us. He knows where we're going tonight. He knows where he wants to take us tonight. See, I can't see what lies ahead, but he sees what lies ahead. I can't always understand what's going on. See, sometimes the wrong voices get you in trouble. God told David, said, listen, don't you count the children of Israel. What did David do? He counted the children of Israel. He obeyed, disobeyed the word of God. And therefore, it cost him something tonight. Who was it that got into, got into Judas's head and said, listen, if you'll just tell us that if he's the Messiah and show where he's at, we'll, we'll pay you off for it. Jesus, Judas sold out Jesus Christ. What did he sell him out for? Money. Listening to the wrong voice. We live every day. We make business transactions. We make business deals every day. We do things every day that we listen to voices that count or not count. There's only one voice that counts tonight, church. It's the voice to get you there. Too many voices out there. Too many things get in our head. What about Cain and Abel? Man, they was just young guys. Just growing up, just had the whole life ahead of them. One got upset about the other one and destroyed him. What happened? Listening to the wrong voice. Adam and Eve hid themselves in the garden and Jesus come down in the cool of the day and he said, Adam, where art thou? Always talk to God. And he said, he said, I was naked and I was afraid. And all of a sudden, Jesus said, who told you? Who said that to you, Adam? Who told you that you was naked? And all of a sudden, Adam said, you know, it's Eve, Lord. <laughs> Is that beautiful, beautiful, weak vessel that you gave me? She did it. He said, what's up with that, Eve? Eve said the right answer. It was that serpent, that devil, he deceived me. That's what she said. She said, he deceived me. See, if we listen to the wrong voices tonight, church, the enemy can deceive us. Things that could be so simple, so naive, we could be gullible, we can be all this stuff, but there's a voice that's in our head. See, I believe that the Spirit of God says that he'll lead me and guide me into all truth. I believe that the Spirit of God said the Word of God, if I want to know something, if I need to know what's happening, if I need to know what I need to do, if I need to know which way to go, I believe that it's written in the Word of God. I believe this book is the book of all books. I believe this book is the only thing that will get us to heaven. I believe if we'll follow it by, its, by, the, by everything that it says for us to do, I don't believe that we'll ever have to worry about the voice of deception in our lives. Because I believe it's powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. But sometimes we get in this world and we get caught up with society. We get caught up with the news. We get caught up with everyday living. We get caught up with the frustrations of life. We get caught up with the, the home, with the children, with sickness, with all kinds of stuff. And there's many voices that would say, just stop it. Do something else. 
You ain't got time for all of this. See, the enemy wants to take everything away from us and rob us. When God says, I come to give you life and that more abundantly. When he said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living waters. See, we listen to that voice. We know what's going to flow through us. But it's the other voice that will distract us and get us all messed up. We must stop listening to the devices and the secrets and the lies of the devil. Job knew what it was all about. He said, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. In all of this, the Bible said, Job did not sin. Now his wife said, why don't you just curse God and why don't you just die? He said, you're a foolish woman. God giveth and God taketh away. He or she that had the near, let him listen to what the Spirit is saying to the church. We are the church. Read the beginning of Revelation when he talks to the seven churches. He'll say, he that had the near, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. What is God saying to you tonight? Or what do we have in our ears that's plugging the voice of God up? What do we got there that's distracting us? Is there a boyfriend that keeps trying to mess with our heads? Is there a job that we're so dependent on that we just don't care about nothing else but just making that last bit of money for retirement? What, what voice is it in your life? What voice is it in my life? What voices are we listening to? I want to encourage us tonight, church. There's only one voice that matters. We're living in a time where there's only one voice that matters. Brother Steve, would you play that video? I was in Alaska doing a lawsuit. We're way out in the Aleutian Islands, getting ready to leave and go back to Anchorage and then home. And I had a ticket in my pocket to get on an airplane. And a pastor came up and he said, listen, I can save you money. I said, how's that? He said, I flew a small airplane up here and I fly a small airplane and I can take you in my little airplane and you can save your ticket. And this did not sound, I said, gee, thank you so very, very much, but I've got this ticket. We'll just make our way on home, me and this other lawyer with me. He said, no, 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 you gotta do it, you gotta do it. And against every better judgment I had, I said, okay. Well, we went out to the airport, took us by his little plane and I looked at it and I thought, well, one good thing, it's shiny. Then he walked around it. We got in. He's on the left front. I'm on the right front. The other lawyer's sitting right behind me. And he started it up. And it started up just fine. Well, we taxied out. I said, should we pray? He said, yeah, that's a good idea. We normally don't. I said, well, this time we're going <laughs> to. And I'm telling you, I prayed five, eight minutes. I prayed a long time. We went and got on the runway. He starts down the runway. The plane lifted off ever so gently and we start climbing and it's wonderful. Not a problem in the world. We started climbing and we flew probably three, four minutes and something happened that will never leave my mind. The pilot turned to me and he said, we're going in the clouds and I can't fly in clouds. They make me pass out. I said, clouds make you do what? <laughs> now it's been cloudy all day. 
and we go right up into the clouds and you can't see anything. And he looks at me and his eyes roll back in his head and he starts mumbling and he passes out, passed out cold. Now I grabbed him and I shook him and I said, come on, you gotta wake up so I can kill you. Now we're in the clouds flying along with no pilot. And my friend in the back seat said, we're dead, aren't we? I said, there's a very good chance of that, yes. He said, what are we gonna do? I said, I don't know. But there was a radio right there and I handed him the microphone and I said, start asking for help. So he's in the back seat reaching up and he said, hello, hello. We didn't know any proper radio etiquette. All we were saying was hello. And somebody answered back, hello, hello. Don't you guys know proper radio etiquette? And I said, give it me. I said, tell, we don't know nothing. Tell him we're in an airplane with a passed out pilot and we don't know how to fly this plane. The guy said, I'm a freighter flying out of Anchorage on the way to Tokyo. And he said, you're telling me you have nobody who can fly that plane with you? I said, tell him that's correct. Now you gotta understand, I am sweating bullets. He said, the first thing I'm gonna do is start circling so I don't lose you because I'll fly out of range of your radio and you won't have me anymore. And he said, I'm gonna get Anchorage emergency for you. And Anchorage Emergency will be the people that can maybe help you try to save your life. After about five minutes, Anchorage came on, said, we understand you have a passed out pilot. And those of you do not know how to fly that plane. We said, that's right. They said, well, the first thing we got to do is find you. And I'll never forget what this man at Anchorage said. He said, my job is to get you home safe. He said, that's my job. But he said, here's the deal. If you want me to get you home safe, you got to promise me you'll obey my voice. He said, you can't see me, but I can see you. And he said, if you're not gonna obey my voice, you're gonna die. When you can't see anything, you have no idea how disorientated you become. Finally, he said, okay, I found you. Now hear me clear. He said, you're four minutes from a mountain. He said, you're gonna crash in that mountain and die. Follow my voice. I never said, I have to follow your voice. Is that reasonable? You see, I understood without his voice, I had nothing. And do you understand, without God's voice, you have nothing. Nothing. Finally, he got us turned. And he said, I'm freezing all the traffic in the area. He said, it's going to take me an hour and a half to get you to Anchorage, and there's a lot of weather between you and Anchorage. You're in for a rough ride. And he said, I want you to hear me. I don't want you to look at what's going on outside. I don't want you to pay attention to the storm. Just my voice he said if you start watching the storm you will die but i'll take you through it now because they cleared all the traffic several pilots those nighttime freighters those 747 started talking to us they said we're praying for you men you're gonna make it but listen to the voice that's the key they said, trust the voice. You realize your head is full of voices and everybody in this world wants to talk to you and everybody wants to be the controlling voice. And God says, I want you to be a living sacrifice. I want you to put yourself on the altar and let my voice be your voice. Finally, we went through the worst of the weather, but there was still more. And then the voice came back and it said, now, I'm gonna line you up. He said, I'm gonna bring you in right down the runway. And at the foot of the runway are some lights and they're in the form of a cross. He said, don't you forget this. The cross is the way home. Finally, he's bringing us down. We still can't see anything. 
And all he kept saying is, stay with me. My sheep, the Bible says, hear my voice and they follow me. Finally, just a couple hundred feet off the ground, we saw the cross. I landed the plane. In fact, I landed it seven times. Finally, it all came to a stop. And the minute we stopped, the pilot woke up. The voice said, thanks for listening. I watch them crash and burn all the time because they won't follow my voice. They don't understand I'm the one who can see them even when they can't see me. But they get the voices in their head and they kill themselves. They self-destruct. Thanks for listening to the voice. Then they put us in a motel room in about four in the morning. They knock at my door. I open the door and a man was standing there. He said, hello, David. I said, you're the voice. You're the one who got me home. He said, I am. Do you understand one day you're going to stand before him and say, you were the voice. You're the voice that brought me home. If you're not on that altar as a living sacrifice, your head's full of voices. And then we wonder why kids crash and burn. We wonder why marriages are shattered. And the Lord's saying, I'm the one who has the voice. All I can remember is that voice saying, stay with me. Stay with me. Don't listen to what's going on in your head and don't watch the storm. Stay with me. Can I tell you tonight, church? That we need to stay with him. Amen. Amen. Listen to the voice. Because it could save you. And it could keep you. I'll say this. I was in the army one time. And when I went to boot camp. When I went to boot camp years ago. They don't do it no more. Because it was a safety issue. And a lot of boys got shot by it. But back then they didn't care. They trained you. And when I was training they made us go and crawl on our bellies. And they had M16s that would shoot over you while you was crawling. And if you jumped up in the middle of that crawl, honestly, you would die. And talked to the drill sergeants many a time, and they said there has been boys that lost their lives because they panicked in the middle of a situation and jumped up. And it killed them. And eventually they had to stop that certain program that they had started with us. And tonight, I want us to pay attention to the only voice that counts, and that's Jesus' voice. A lot of people's going through a lot of things right now. In our society, we're going through a lot of things in our world, in our, in our day that we're living in, on our da daily struggles, we're just going through things. I don't know what you face and you don't know what my family faces and we don't know what your family all goes through. We might know bits and pieces about each other, but we don't know everything about each other. But I do know this. Sometimes my head gets clogged. There's times I get foggy. There's times because I haven't been in the word or I haven't prayed enough that if I'm not careful, I lose my way. And so tonight when we begin to pray, I just want to encourage you to listen 
to the voice that matters tonight. Listen to the one that can get you safely home. Could you imagine being on that plane and knowing in four minutes you're going to run into the side of a mountain if you don't listen to the voice? A lot of you would already crash and burn, but you listen to the voice. But we got to listen to him all the time. Would you come and would you come and let's gather around this uh, altar and let's take a season of prayer and let's just pray, God, help me today to not be so caught up not to be so unaware, not to be so distracted that I forget to listen to the voice of God. He's the one that leads us tonight, church. He's the one that's going to guide us to the way home. Can I tell you that we're fixing to go there? And I want to hear the trump of God when he sounds. I want to hear the trumpet. I want to see the eastern sky split open. I believe that we could go by the way of the rapture and I want to be a part of that rapture people. And I just want you to just pray. If you're having trouble tonight and your mind is being distracted, you're going through situations and you need more than just yourself to pray and you need us to pray, we want to pray with you. But I just really felt for a while now to speak on this, to help our minds to stay focused upon God in the 21st century that we're in.